Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on October 23rd, 2-3-2019. Uh, I'll just make a quick statement about something I noticed this week that everybody else has been noticing probably for a long time. I remember when the political pundits used to point to the age of the leaders of the Soviet Union. It was a while ago, okay? Uh, and those they were all old guys in the leadership, and these pundits would claim that it was proof that the Soviets had a rigid, inflexible system that was completely out of touch with the times, right? But when I see people like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump still active in political life in their 70s and 80s, I think that this, in fact, is the future. People are living long enough and they stay healthy enough to lead active lives into their 80s. And, and also, it's worth pointing out that Sanders, Warren, and Trump, they were outsiders. Nobody, uh, no party establishment was uh, choking off young people. They were chosen by the people, okay? So it's real. They generated their own popular support. So maybe that means that ageism in hiring is going to be on its way out, too. At least that's what I believe. So let's ask today's guest, because I know he's got some uh, opinions about that, on Jerry Jarrett! The Recruiting Animal Jerry, you know, I got to tell you, I really am thanking you. And there's so many people in the recruitosphere have told me that they find that shout so inspiring. It's the best thing that's happened yeah. in recruiting in the last 20 years. Okay. Gosh, that makes me feel good. That really okay. makes me feel good. It's true. It's my life. It's true. Okay. Thank okay. You, okay. Thank you, I also want to thank my sponsors, PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool, and Hone It, H-O-N-E-I-T, the phone interview technology. An old friend is the guest today, Jack Kelly. What a great name for a detective, okay? Uh, and I'll introduce him so he doesn't have to bore us with his own introduction, okay? Uh, he is <laughs> sure a headhunter. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know what, people, Jack? People are not good at it. They aren't good. They you know, mumble their way through. And I realized yesterday yes, yes, when I was preparing this, I can do it better. Okay, I know, I know, I can. Okay, and you'll correct me if I. I think I hate go for it. Uh, you know, you are a headhunter. I love it. You, you run a recruiting firm called ComplianceSearch.com. Is that correct? Yeah, the Compliance Search Group. Oh, okay. Well, um, Boy, on got, the internet, is it compliancesearch.com? Is it compliancesearch.com on the internet? Compliance, compliancesearch.com, but the name of the firm, Compliance Search Group. 
Uh, That's what we'll you know what? No worries. I'll find a <laughs> Really, I told you, don't let him say anything. I'll do the introduction. What introduction? Title... That was pretty simple. It was compliance search group is the name of the company, right? Compliance. Yeah. Okay. Compliance you know what? I'm not going to talk about. Okay, you're taking up the time. Okay. He also is the CEO so, so, of Recruiter. Uh, Recruiter. We Recruiter. It's W E C R U I T R. Okay. Dot I O. Okay. You know, we don't I, like I don't, those. Can I just interject? I know you can guys don't interject? like it. That's sorry. You know, like, but well, I did. We, I, I did get the e on. It. Somebody so wants to have, talk. We do have Some... recruiter io with the e on there. So to make you guys happier, no, I, no, I got no, the no. e. So we're good. We're good. It's recruiter. It's not the e that's missing. It's the w that needs to go. Dude, if I could get one, if I could get recruiter with an r, I get it in a heartbeat. But you can't. If you try to get, you, yeah, try to get no, you know what? You guys are wrecking the show. You're wrecking the show. You're wrecking the show. You're wrecking the show. I'm asking. I'm talking. Uh, He's asking a question. If you get, with, yeah, if you try to get a domain name with with a normal name, it's almost impossible. So you have to get something that's kind of yeah, quirky. Yeah, but why do you have to go with a tongue twister? What, what, what are you going to do? I, you know what? If you could find, if you could find on GoDaddy a name that is easy to say. I'm in. I'll take. I'll let. I'll take. I'll gladly take a look you at. You know what? Okay. You know. I just want everyone to know before hey, the show. The this guy told me I, I interrupt too much. I'll bet you a thousand dollars. I'll bet you a thousand dollars right now. You couldn't find a normal name that's really interesting that's not taken. Okay. You know what? You know. I. I, yeah. I he told me. He told me before the show that that uh, I interrupt too much. Yeah, I should not interrupt. I should just, I should just delete you after. You know, let them talk as much as they want, and then I'll edit them out of the show. I mean, okay. Like, yeah, I yeah. would have spent the last – I would have let you for the last five minutes tell, okay. tell people what Re, Recruiter does. <laughs> but but you blabbed away with Jerry okay. about GoDaddy, okay? okay? I'll yeah. tell everybody. It's a recruiter directory. If you're a job hunter, you go to Recruiter, and you look at the um, – directory of recruiters and the niches they work in and i don't know if there's any testimonials for them etc to make you uh excited about them and then you apply to these recruiters uh say i want to work with you but i can't figure out what is, is that, the difference well, hold on what's the difference for, like short recruiters yeah 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 okay Okay, so michael g Cock, you know you're not a comedian i guess okay so but but uh Jack, what's the difference? I get I get all kinds of resumes from bozos on LinkedIn all day long. You know, oh, you know, I'm moving to Canada. Let's go for coffee. Mm-hmm. Or, and they're not, you know, I've never worked in their field. They have no local experience. You know, well, what's the difference between that and WeCruiter? Because uh, any any recruiter who's listening to this show can go and register for free, right? On WeCruiter, I'm yes. right about that, Jack. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Okay. So, yes. so the, you register there. You're going to get a lot of uh, junk uh, from the job job hunters. Am yeah, I right or wrong about that? Yeah, you have a good point. You have a good point. That's a challenge. That's definitely a challenge that we have to deal with because as a recruiter myself, you know, I can appreciate it. it just sucks when you get you know those people not only who they send it, but then they just keep nagging you and they don't understand that I don't place what you do. So that's an issue. And what we what I what we have to do in terms of from our marketing perspective is to make sure that it really caters to that mid to senior level executives is the market we're going after. And and one of the reasons why we we haven't really launched a big marketing campaign yet because it's trying to make sure that we could 
politely filter out the people who really these recruiters don't want to get and try to get the people who do. And it's because nothing is going to piss off recruiters more if they just get more resumes that just, you know, that just suck. So I'm, I'm really sensitive to that. Jerry's always said he doesn't need a website because he doesn't need people applying to him. He wants to go after the people that he thinks is right. That's what a headhunter does. Jerry, am I right this time? Am I quoting you correctly? Mostly. Yeah, Mostly. he can't say yes. That's a yes from him. No, okay. well, no, this is Farley. It's It's No, recruiters do need a certain certain degree of just resume flow. Right. I mean, it's just – exactly. I mean, a little bit. We, okay. Anybody else want to comment? Run. Anybody we else want to comment on this before we move on? Well, it's a combination. <laughs> Kathy, do you have anything to say? Kathy, I'm calling on you. Kathy, no, before I you complain about me. No, other than, no? That he, other than the fact that he disparaged short recruiters, I have nothing else to say. That wasn't him. That was Michael G. Cox. That was Michael yeah, that G. Cox. Michael, you should know better. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, my apologies. Okay, okay. 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 let's get into it. Okay, Jack, uh, we spent a lot of time on WeCruiter, okay? And when you solve that problem for yourself, you could sell that idea to LinkedIn as well. Okay, now, um, look, you write a regular column. I mean, you're, you're very prolific. You've got tons of columns in Forbes, and I've picked out a few of them to yeah, talk about. Yeah, I, I would like to commend this guy on that. Uh-huh. Thank you. Nice work. You Good Thanks. writing. I like Thanks. that stuff. Yeah. Thanks. You know what? I you... got to tell you, I love doing it. It's it's one of those things, uh-huh. that, you know, where yeah. it's one of those things they say, hey, if you do what you love, you know, if you work at what you love to do, you're not working. It's one of those things. It's almost therapeutic. Yeah. To get it out there. Yeah. You don't get paid so thank for you. it. I really I like you, you, but don't get my, paid for it. My wife won't I, I let do, me. I do, but not a lot. I do, but not a lot. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's okay. Kind of but you've got some very controversial. I. I think controversial titles, like you say that many young candidates have mental health issues. So uh, you said a recent study showed that 50% of millennials and 75% of Gen Zers quit a job due to issues related to mental health. So recruiters have to realize who they're talking to. Am I right about that? Yeah, it's bad. You know, the statistics are, are you know, off the charts. If you read this guy, John Haidt, he wrote a whole book about coddling of the youth. And yeah. from 14 to whatever, serious issues, high suicide rates, cutting, low self-esteem, depression. Um, now, it could have always been like in our generation because I think we're all about the same age. Maybe it happened. It wasn't as reported. I don't think so. But it does. It's. I, I, it, I, I, blame, I blame it on technology and, yeah. and these kids all staring at their phones and these, these social networks that they're involved in and being able to just – be whoever you want to be that day, create a new profile, do whatever you want to do, hit the delete button, start again the next day. Uh, kids don't, don't have the long term um, – they they're not dealing with things for two and four and five years. They can, they can be a new person uh, six weeks from now. Yeah, technology. Thank you, Dr. Albright. Didn't mean okay. to get to- didn't mean to get too heavy with you, but no, it's, no, it's, uh, no, I agree right. with that's that. exactly what's going on. I agree with that to a great extent, but I know that my son, who's in his second year of law school, is under tremendous pressure to succeed. And I don't know if that's from us, you know, either as baby boomers or whatever, expecting that from them, 
you know, you're going to go to college and you're going to succeed, or what it is. I mean, he puts such pressure on himself as well as the other students there, and I've noticed that. And I don't know if it was that seriously taken, okay. you know, Kathy, 30 years ago. Kathy, let me comment, okay? I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, what was it called, The the, the Paper Trail or something like that, where they're in oh, law the school. Chase. With, yeah. Paper Chase. Timothy, yeah, yeah, there was a, uh, one of the students there tries to commit suicide, too. When was that filmed? In the 70s? Here in, here in Toronto, at, at uh, University of Toronto, they filmed it. Okay? So, I mean, that's been around for a while. There's a lot of pressure. I don't know. I, it just seems like yeah, a jury. You're, you're so talking don't out you of your ass, your kids, animal. Jerry, don't you find your kids? Or, wait a minute. You, you really are. I mean, you're, you're, you're 40 years behind the current. Uh, society, I'm sorry. I mean, don't you okay, find so, the pressure oh, on your kids, Jerry? Jerry, aren't your kids much more stressed than probably we were? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know if it's stressed as it is like. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't quite explain it. It's hard to, hard yeah. to put your finger on. I, I'm, I'm, I can just see it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I can see that. Self, yeah. Self-induced anxiety. I I don't think it's self-induced. I think it's societal-induced, or you know. Okay. And again, technology. Okay. No, let's bring it. it back to recruiters, Jack. What should recruiters, uh, you know, if, if 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 we've got the people themselves, uh, Jerry and and Kathy, who've got young uh, young uh, young people in their families, and here you are showing the statistics, claiming that these guys are nuts. Uh, what should a recruiter uh, how, prepare for that? I mean, what? No, what should they? This is not so cliche, but it's really kind of understanding that when you deal with someone, you just don't know what they're going through. And sometimes it is very easy, easier said than done because we all get, you know, when we speak to candidates, they can drive you up a wall. But kind of sometimes understanding where they're coming from and, and you know, what, what's, what they're going through to be a little sensitive to it. Now, I'm making it sound easy, but it's hard to do. You know, when you're in the moment and they're kind of giving you grief and giving you a hard time, it's hard to say, oh, I understand you're going through it, but, but it is. And just to go back to what you said earlier, Kathy, too, and Jerry, it's interesting because my son, you know, is – they're both in college. Uh, one, he's really chill. Nothing really phases him. I don't know underneath, does it? But my daughter gets stressed out about everything. And I do see from the statistics and the information that for young girls, somehow, for whatever reason, they're, they're more stressed and more anxiety-ridden, you know, than ever before. And, Jerry, I think it's uh-huh. a lot what you're saying. Look, look, this is not – hold on, wait a second. Yeah, I'm going to interrupt you like you told me not to, okay? This is not Dr. <laughs> yeah, Phil. Yeah, okay? hey, yeah, here's a tip for the guests. Yeah, once people start agreeing with me, which is very frequent, yeah. Animal cuts it off. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Let's That's go back to 1972. Go ahead. Right. No, more, no, no more therapy session. Okay, I'll stop. I'm sorry. Well, there's more pressure on women to become CEOs within companies and having babies and keeping a household and – you know, it, it's very, very challenging. So I think what, maybe what your daughter's seeing is the expectation for her to rise above and beyond maybe what she wants to do even. Let, let me ask a recruiting question, though. When you're talking about when it gets to us, what, how does this manifest itself? You know, that people are wishy-washy they, they, or they're afraid to talk to you to begin with or, you know, they get an offer and they can't make up their minds or they, you know, what, what, how is that going to manifest itself? How should a recruiter? Recruiter be can you know concerned about this? Okay, just like you said. Okay, you never know what someone's going through. Fine, you don't want to push them to commit suicide. Okay, but 
what 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 are we dealing with? Is it just the you know candidates just worse than even usual, more stupider than they usually are? What what is it? I think it depends on the generation, but let's say which I think we're talking about. But then it does cut across different age groups. It's are they more difficult to deal with? Yes. Are certain groups who are younger tend to jump around more often? I see I see that trend for sure. You know, are are some people very scared to make decisions? Absolutely. And what I try to do is for each individual. To, Try to really get in their head to see like what's driving them. You know, why are they doing it? Why are they maybe not getting back on the call to talk about the job? Why are they being all wishy-washy about accepting an offer? So it's not, I don't think, a one-size-fits-all you know one size fits all answer, but it's really each one to try to get inside their head and, and why this is happening and figuring out so you could hopefully guide them to where you want to guide them. Which okay, is, so if you've got crazy candidates now, it's just going to get much worse in the future. That is your message there I for recruiters. I think so. You know what? I, okay. To be fair, I didn't think of it that way, but I would say yes. I would agree with that. Okay. Next issue, okay? Uh, we, You know, lots of people, and we've had people talk about it here too, they say you can't pitch a deal as soon as you meet somebody because it's like meeting someone in a bar and the first thing you say is, I want to marry you, okay? I've heard that many times. Maybe you have as well, okay? Now, you said that Ken Fisher, who's a, a, a billionaire uh, leader of an investment group, he said something very similar. He said, when you're trying to win new clients, you've got to be careful. He, and this is the quote that you gave. It's like going up to a girl in a bar and saying, hey, I want to talk about what's in your pants, Okay, that's not that much different than I want to marry you. The point's the same. Okay, uh, he also said it's like asking in another kind con- another conference. He said it's like asking, hey, do you want to have sex as soon as you meet somebody? Okay, so he actually was banned from those conferences and lost uh, a mil uh, was a billion dollars in investments. They withdrew people. Yeah. Is okay. Uh, what's going on there? I mean, uh, see, should I not see, say that marry, I want to marry you analogy again? It, you know, uh, what's happening? You know what it is? Adam, this drives me crazy because, you know, I, I'm of the belief, you know, let people say whatever they want to say. And just because some people may be offended, it shouldn't – they shouldn't ban the person. Like think about it. If you say something that's politically incorrect, you're kind of banished. There are calls for your job, for your livelihood. You know, you, you know, you have to be. You, you know, you can't contribute anymore. It's it's frightening to me. I rather have yeah. somebody say what's on their mind, so I really know what they feel. And yeah. Then okay. Hold a, on a I second. You're forgetting or, something. Well, you look. Yeah, you're forgetting but, something. You're on a recruiting <laughs> show. I want to know right. how it affects recruiters. Okay, that's what this show's about. Right, Keep I'm your sure focus on. Oh no, but I don't know how that how that you know comes to recruiting in what in what way. Well, here's what you here's what I thought you yeah. would say. Look, you know, when you're yeah. speaking to candidates and clients, you never know who you're talking to. Might be someone you know, crazy Gen Z or millennial, and you know they might go oh, nuts. Sure. Don't use – just play on the safe Absolutely. side. Don't say you know. Don't use any analogy. Animal, 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 animal. Yeah. What? I have to interject here. Have to interject. Speaking yeah. of you know being politically correct and choosing your words carefully, apparently uh, that's not something that you use as a motto. Do not say <laughs> go crazy, go nuts. You can't use those phrases. They are offensive to people with mental uh, issues. Okay. So if you back up the tape a little bit, I would delete that. <laughs> I'm just telling you. You're, you're just so out of touch with how you can talk now. He makes a good I don't, point. I don't even see how you're even still alive. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding you. This is no joke. Yeah, you do have to be so careful of what you, you gotta say. you got to be careful it's, these days. It's really rough. Because even if you don't mean it and you say something jokey around, there's going to be somebody who's going to take that out of context and feel that you're attacking him. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you lost a client, you lost a deal, your reputation is ruined. i got to tell you, I am so careful in what I write and what I say because I, I know if inadvertently I say something that's deemed offensive – uh, you know, I'll be pilloried. You know, it's like, hey, never deal with compliance search. I'm never going to send a resume to him. I'm never going to give him a job order. I'm not going to read his writings. In fact, I'm going to say, you know, ban him from Forbes. Ban him, you know, let's, 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 yeah, boycott, you could get banned. You know, hold on one second. Yeah. Kathy, 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 you yeah. still with me? Yeah. Okay. I, I am going to ask you after every question if you've got something to say. And when, yeah. you're, when I'm. Because I want to put you on mute because you've got a lot of junk on your oh, line. I'll, I'll, you and, know what? I'll put myself on mute, and and that way I think it'll it'll eliminate it. Okay. Okay, but you can come back. You you can come back. Ten whenever years you want in, and you're something. just now figuring out the mute button on your phone, Kathy. <laughs> Ten years we've been dealing with this crap. Can you hear me? No, Dan? no, that's not true. She's only had oh. this bad line for a couple of years. Alan, yes, okay. we can hear you. Thanks. Okay. Okay, thanks. Hi, Al. Okay, okay. Yeah, who, who could not hear Alan Fleur with that voice? Okay, okay. So here's the final. Here's, you also have an article. Great voice, Alan. You also have, Butter. Yeah, he does. Also, you also have an article that says the Democrats are going to be very bad for recruiters. But I don't want to get into that too much, okay? Because they're going to raise taxes and ruin the economy. It's going to be very bad for us, and jobs are going to get cut and all that stuff. Oh okay. God. Um, and here you also have an article that says – Well, can, can I just talk that for one second? Because actually yeah. here's the crazy irony. For me, in my business, placing compliance, legal risk, audit, if Elizabeth Warren or Sandra would win, I, I'd be – oh, my God. It would be amazing. It would be what it used to be because what I felt, there's a direct correlation. So like under Obama, when there was more regulation, my business was just through the roof. Now, when you go with Trump and deregulation, it's not politics. It just is what it is. Now, with Trump, it's, it just like hit a wall because for every – as he said, for every new rule, they're going to throw two out. So they don't really care as much, and there's a huge difference. It's, it's amazing how it changed almost overnight just because of who's in power. Yeah, that's for you specifically, but you say yeah, if they, well, if they bring in these, yeah. uh, you know, uh, health care for everybody, it's going to raise taxes, companies oh, are yeah. going to let people go and stop hiring as well. That's That was your but prediction. How is there okay. any other way around it? And, again, this is not choosing sides because, if any, I'm a libertarian, so I'm not really, you know, Republican or Democrat. You know, I'll look at each issue on its own, but if they're trying to raise taxes – I mean, what, they say they won't raise taxes, but if they want free health care for everybody, if they want to repatriate you know, for, for slavery, if they want to bring in or you know, give free health care to, to immigrants and so on and so on, there's, where are you going to get the money from? The only way you could do is tax the hell out of everybody. Moving on. Everybody. Moving on. Okay. You say how, how, do you, how do you future-proof your yeah. career in a fast-changing, unforgiving global job market. I'm not worried about the job hunters or, you know, young people have careers. I'm saying, how does that pertain to recruiters? Do you have, and we can skip this question, but do you have to be prepared to change your niche? Um, if you think that the, the economy, the world job market, you know, uh, jobs are changing the job market, does it affect us in any way? Absolutely. 
Absolutely, because with more technology, with you know ATS systems, you know with AI, yeah, you know from a recruiter perspective, you have to kind of see where things are going and try to position yourself that you're needed, so that if you don't offer something special and you could be replaced by automation, you you have trouble. And that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of trying to work on recruiter and other things because I I want to be ahead of the curve. You know, even if it takes a while to make something happen. I, I want to at least be in that world and not let too much time go by. And then I wake up one day and say, what did I do? You know what I mean? Now I'm a dinosaur. How do I compete? How do I stay, you know, you know, not only current, but ahead of the case. So I think for both recruiters and for job seekers, the way things are going, things are moving so fast. Globalization, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. See, this is where so you that, don't like it. Uh, you've said that already. Right. I'm going to ask the other people. What are we on, talking about here? You're, okay. You're losing me. He, Where are we? Where okay. are we? Yeah, <laughs> I want to know what you guys think. Uh, 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 Jack says that the there's an unforgiving global job market. Everything's changing. Uh, you know, people have to watch, figure on their how to modify their careers to suit the new situation. I'm wondering how it affects recruiters. Does anybody have a, an opinion? We can just move on. Is, is there anybody have an opinion that you have to be willing to change your niche or? Uh, he said expand into different areas. Anybody? No. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do a, an ad in a minute, but here's something to think about, Jack. Okay. And people kept I, – I posted this on my group, people with big titles, okay, and everybody read it wrong. They, I didn't even think that they might, but they did. Okay. Oprah <laughs> asked Michelle Obama – Oprah asked Michelle Obama how she got over feeling intimidated uh, when she was sitting with, uh, at these dinners at the White House with people in senior positions, big, big shots. And Michelle said, you realize pretty quickly that a lot of them aren't that smart. Okay, So we uh, talk to people with big titles. I assume that you do. I want your opinion on that. But first, I'm going to do an ad for our good friends at who comes first today? Hire Tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. I saw super – you know, I keep talking – I'm going to retire this this version after this show. I saw superstar recruiter Amy Miller answering a question on Facebook about her favorite yeah, source of tool. Amy Miller stuff still? Yeah, okay. Come on, man. Uh, I, I said I'll change it next uh, week, okay? We've heard this one. We've heard it. Does anybody want to do an ad for Hire Tool? Does anyone want to do an ad for Hire Tool? Okay. Okay. Look, here's what I'm it sorry. is. You I go to hire tool. You, know, you go I mean, to hiretool.com. I'll change it right now. You go to hiretool.com. H i r e t u a l. All you have to do is put in uh, the details in English, regular English, the kind of uh, people you're looking for. It translates that into a Boolean string for you and searches a ton, a ton of websites: Facebook, LinkedIn, everything. GitHub, Stack Overflow, See, you name handy. it. That's okay. handy. I can picture that. I can picture that. Okay. And we all, hey, we all love Amy Miller. Yeah, okay. I, mean, well, I introduced Amy but to it, does, and she it loves it. picture using the thing. Okay. Well, not only that, there's other guys like Michael Krauss. I mean, he says it really speeds up his work as a sorcerer. Okay? So, I don't know him. Uh, go Who go check it out. HireTool.com. You can also check out the free uh, Chrome extension. Okay, and they're they're famous for supplying um, contact information, both phone numbers and email addresses. See if it works for you. Okay, back Who's to. Uh, 
part of me, Michael Krause. He's a he's a recruiter who does yeah, uh, yeah. webinars and stuff like that. He's never been on the show, but huh. I've talked to him. I've talked to him, it. and he, he thinks it's he thinks it's great. Okay, he really does. He does. He endorses <laughs> it. Okay, back but to the people with big. Back with people. Yeah, make make animal great again. Didn't somebody say that once? Okay. Um, mm, okay. Don't wear the hat, so, buddy. You'll get shot. Okay. Yeah, I might. Don't wear okay. The hat. Especially here, they don't like people with that hat here. We had some fights here about that. Okay, so do you speak to people with uh, big titles, uh, Jack Kelly? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, all the time. Uh And do you ever feel? Do you feel intimidated by them? No, not at all. Okay. What about what Michelle said? She she did feel intimidated at first, but then she said they're really not that smart. Would you agree with her? You know, it's hard to say that. You can't just label it, oh, they're all not too smart, you know, because you're going to get – we're anybody. You get some great recruiters, smart recruiters, some not-so-smart recruiters. Some smart we're not talking about recruiters. So we're not we're talking, talking about, about recruiters. We're talking about, we're, talking about, we're talking about people, right, senior people that you're no, dealing with. No, we're talking about the people that, that the recruiters and, have to deal saying, with. And what I'm saying that is what I'm saying that is that, that in any in – any, niche in any area you're going to get people who are super brilliant and smart and capable and amazing and others who aren't so i can't agree with just a broad generalization of one thing saying you know they're not so smart so i can't agree with that but i can say when i speak to very senior level you know executives who are earning you know five hundred thousand a million whatever it runs the gamut some 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 brilliant others not so much so it, I just take each one on its own. But then again, in my own life, I'll run into you know, was, you know, a mailman who's a really smart, capable person. So I try to treat each person, you know, you know, who they are, and get a sense of you know what they have to bring to the table. Uh huh. Anybody? Is there anybody on the show who feels uh, sometimes uh, diminished or afraid when they're talking to a CEO? Nope. Nobody. I used to. I used to. Yeah. Uh huh. Years years ago. How did you deal with it, Jerry? I usually just avoided the call and tried tried to find some other workaround. Okay, but how did you come to terms with it? Because you're saying you used to be, but not anymore. Yeah, well, well, not anymore. I'm I'm actually the president. I'm I'm the president of a company and have been now for 25 years. So. Yeah. Okay. A big company. So I, I kind of looked down on CEOs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jerry. No answer. Alan Floor. You said were you when you were junior a kid? Were you nervous? Did you feel yeah. intimidated? Yeah, I was. But just like Jerry, do I now? Absolutely not. People are people, and it's look. This, recruiting candidates, it's dating. You got smart people. You got less smart people. You got good people. You get to know them. You do business with them, or you don't. Okay, but how can someone yeah. be a CEO and be a dummy? Come on. Enron. Oh God, who said that? <laughs> That's right, right? They weren't dumb. Hey, they weren't dumb. They but, made a but, lot of money to start but then off with. You use that word a little too often. I mean, sir, dummy. Sorry. Enron? Seriously. I mean, hey, you, yeah. you, might, you might run into a CEO that's like rude or condescending, or, but you're not going to run into one that's just a, an ignorant dummy, like stupid, like uh, seriously. Nay, nay. I would, I would disagree with you, Jerry. No, a, a dummy? Yes. An idiot? Yes. Eh. I'm, Michael not saying, Cox, I'm not final saying word. Michael one, one out of a thousand, maybe? Uh, I'd say one out of okay. 500. Okay, one out we're 500. moving on. 
Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, talking about matchmakers and, da- and dating. Can, can, Hold can, on here. Hey, Animal, can I just bring up one other thing? I don't know if you guys, Alan, Jerry, Kathy, see this too. I find out sometimes with the more senior person is, the more they know, the more they know how to play the game. So sometimes it's actually much easier dealing with them because I think a lot of times they get to their roles because they know how to schmooze yeah. when they need to schmooze. They, they know what to do. Right. So even if, they, even if they're stupid, as, as you're saying, or even if they're smart, they kind of know. Maybe they don't want to piss off the recruiter because then he's going to poach people from his firm. So he'll be nice and play the game. So I find out sometimes, I, I don't know if you guys see the same thing, sometimes it's way easier, and I appreciate dealing with a more senior-level person than kind of a junior person who would drive me crazy. Well, I also think that you're uh, – I would also say that with your example – you have to take it one step further. <clears throat> so any, I would say any good, effective, smart CEO knows how to play the game and get the results, where I think the, right. the ones that are stupid might just be they know how to play the game. Now that you're talking about HR people. <laughs> here, let me, let me, here, let me, let me, let me just, put it in terms your show stupid. can take care of. Let me, take, let me put it in terms that your show would like, Animal. Yeah. So uh-huh. if we're – if you're building a recruiting team, I would propose that any half-decent recruiter better be able to get through the first or second interview process simply by knowing the process. Now, after Uh that, it's up to the team to do the right evaluations to figure out if they're competent or not. Yeah, okay. Okay, now somebody, I think it was Alan just said that, you know, it's just like a recruiting is like dating. We always hear that, okay? So people always say we're matchmakers. So I want to know what you guys would think of this. Dennis Quaid, who's 65, I didn't realize he was that old, he just got engaged to a woman named Laura Savoy. She's 26, okay? It's his fourth marriage. Jack Kelly, if she was your client, uh, okay, this, this Laura, what would you advise her? I'm not sure, like, advisor for what, for marrying him or not marrying him? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. know. I'm the matchmaker, okay? What would you advise? I mean, I, I, how about this? As, as a matchmaker, maybe if, if she was my daughter, I would advise her not to because this is the fourth, and the odds are there'll be a fifth and a sixth, and, and, and you know, find someone a little bit more your age. So I, if I'm looking through that lens, that would be my advice. Uh-huh. Although he seems like a pretty uh-huh. decent guy. Does yeah. he? Four marriages? Okay. Okay. You know what? I was looking for you to say something funny, but uh, obviously I failed, so I'm just going to move on. Uh, okay. You, I, I, I listened to your interview with uh, Ben Nader. It's very good. So you know, very they've only been dating since June, Animal. Animal. Oh, really? They've only been dating uh-huh. since June. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. she's 40 years older than him. Okay. Okay, Jerry, if it was interject. your daughter, would you go yes, shoot him? I have to interject. I am just so impressed with how Jerry has morphed. He's so up on everything. It's cracking me up. It's called Google. It's called well, Google. No, no, no. He knows his stuff, and it's just its just so funny compared yep. to like eight years ago. Uh-huh. But, okay, yeah, go ahead. I, well, if, if we all haven't learned in the past five or eight years, then then I feel sorry for those of us who haven't. That's true. I really do. It's true. I, you know, I got to tell you, Animal, I felt kind of weird saying that, you know, women, young women are getting pressured to be CEOs. I mean, that in itself is not a good statement. So you've got to be so careful. Mm-hmm. Everything you say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're anti-woman you sure now, do. Kathy. Okay, no, I got you. I love being a woman. Are you kidding? <laughs> okay, I'm going to mute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, so. There was also a great interview with uh, between Ben Nader and Rich Rosen, 
And so Jack Kelly and Rich Rosen said the same thing. Here's Jack, okay? He said, if someone likes me, that's great. If they don't like me, that's fine. He says, my feelings won't get hurt, uh, and it'll make clients and candidates feel comfortable because they're dealing with a real person. That's why he says he just likes to be himself with everybody. But we've read for years that salespeople, there's, you know, four personality types, categorize the person you're speaking to as, you know, a driver or as a friendly person, and then shape your own behavior to play into their biases, okay, the, the way their personal, personality biases. Or we hear that you're supposed to mirror the other person, you know. You, you hear what they sound like and the way they talk, and if they talk slow, you talk slow. If they talk fast, you talk fast. Okay, Jack, you're against that. You say don't play those games. Am I right about that? Uh, absolutely. For me, I'd rather just be myself. And I think it just, if anything else, selfishly, it makes my life easier. You know, I don't have to play any games. I don't have to pretend I'm someone who I'm not, and then I have to keep that up. It just, you know, here's who I am. This is what I'm about. And as you point out, okay, if, if, if they're into me, they like me, they want to work with me, great. You know, if not, I'm going to still try to get them to like me and work with me and do all that, but I'm not going to be a different person for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I pretend, yeah. You, are you married? Yes. Did your wife ever buy you a tie or a shirt and said you look good on that and you put it on? I mean, you could. You don't. It doesn't mean you agree with everything. I'm not sure where you're going. Like, I could say, "Hey, thank oh, you." I, 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 I call, appreciate I, it. But, I think you're doing. I, I mean, you want to be yourself. I I admire that. But you. So you don't think you don't think mirroring, or at least if they're talking about football, you're gonna. You really don't care. You're gonna talk about basketball. You think something like that because you're well, being but, yourself. Well, no, that's those two different things. I mean, if someone's. You know, I'm not brood. So if someone's talking about basketball, and let's say I'm not interested. You know, in the Warriors, I'm not going to start talking about football because that's yeah, just rude. Yeah, look at how those Clippers did last night. You know, so, yeah. so, so I, I would just, have, you <laughs> Sorry, know, what I mean, I have I'm a conversation. I, I would think they're two different. You know, Alan, those are two different tracks. I mean, one, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be rude. In fact, I'm just the opposite. You know, I, you know, I appreciate if I'm talking with someone and they're talking. Okay, really so, so Alan, what he's saying is he won't change. He won't. He won't stomp over somebody else's topic, but yeah. he won't change his personality. It'll yeah. always be his own style. He won't speed up the way he talks. He won't slow it down. Whereas Alan's saying he would accommodate his his style to the other situational. person. I think it's situational. I think it's situational. That's all. Well, I'll agree with you. Anybody that. else? Because right. sometimes, because as a, let's say, I have a habit of being a fast-talking New York guy, and I'm talking to someone else, and I can see they don't, they don't feel comfortable. I'll, I'll kind of dial it back a bit because I don't want it to be, you know, I don't want it to be feel like, oh my God, this guy is talking a mile a minute. He's trying to sell me on something. So I'll kind of feel that out on that person, and then try to kind of, you know, talk a little slower. So I guess in a way it would be mirroring, but I'm not going to be a different person, you know. And all of a sudden put on like a like a phony southern accent if I'm talking about someone from down south or start talking about, you know, something that I, I don't know about or care about to pretend I'm a different kind of person. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And if, 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 a, if a client is rambling on about something, will you listen or will you say, hey, will you try to shift the conversation? You know, I'll listen, but then try to get it on target to where I want to go so that if they're going off on tangents, but I'm really trying to either get a job offer or, you know, get my client, my candidate in the door to try to, you know, kind of move that conversation to the, you know, direction How? that's going to help How? us. Do you have one example? Can you think of any, any one example of you where sure. you shifted a conversation? I mean, where, where I just, um, 
just a random, I think we were talking about this, you know, uh, yesterday, is that let's say, you know, there's a quote-unquote hiring freeze, and they're talking, you know, all, all this kind of corporate jargon about it. And I you know, try to dig into, all right, is it, you know, a firm-wide freeze? Are you just saying that because you're not going to make a decision or you have someone else? So I would kind of, you know, ask questions and probe and try to bring out what, what's what's really going on so I have a better understanding about Okay, that's different. Know, what's that's different. Okay, I'm going to come back to you. i got to do some ads, okay? Uh, the show's going – it's out of my control. It's not going where I wanted it to go. Anyway, okay, PC recruiter. Where do you want to go? I, I, I knew you were going to come What's back to me about that. Let me do the ads, and then we can <laughs> argue, okay? You told me, yeah, let me do the ads, and we want to argue with me. Man. I'll argue. I'm trying. Okay. Nick Mazur. Okay, maybe Jerry doesn't want me to do this one again either. I don't know, okay? These are real recruiters that I know personally. Okay, M-A-Z-U-R. Check them out on Facebook. He says, we use PC Recruiter, and we love it. I have demoed a ton of systems, and they have the most robust set of features, okay? In the future, you won't be able to say robust either, okay? Other products do one thing or two <laughs> things better, but overall, I think PC Recruiter has the most features. We do multiple industries and four different types of searches, and this software is very versatile. We love it, okay? So check them out at PCRecruiter.net. Jerry, was that okay? Or are you still he's sleepy yeah, or eating no, that somewhere? No, that was pretty. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Okay. okay. All right. So why are you unhappy? I, I just didn't know if well, they were still a sponsor after all that that went down last week. What happened last week? No, okay. Moving like on. Okay. Okay. Here's the, listen to this from Malcolm Gladwell. I don't remember uh, from one week to the next. Okay, I don't remember from five minutes to the next. Okay, <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell. Maybe Mr. you guys Marty, are familiar with him. He said there's zero evidence that looking away when you're talking to somebody, avoiding eye contact, and fidgeting nervously, that these are signs of lying, okay? But everybody says they think they know how to spot a liar. Jack, can you – I can spot a liar quite often when I, I think when I'm interviewing somebody. What about you? Can you spot a liar? You know, that's a good question. I never really thought about it. I guess, yeah. You know, um, I don't know about the fidgety, the eye contact and all that, but um, I guess as a recruiter, after a while, you can kind of tell, especially when they're talking about they the compensation. They hesitate you know. or the quality of their voice changes. Yeah. It's all, we're, uh, we're talking yeah. working on the phone, right? Yeah. I think I can. So what, what about anybody what else? When you're on the phone, you can really hear. You can really kind of catch them on that. Sometimes it's easier on the phone, I think, than in person for me. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Michael mm. G. Cox still with us. Can You want to comment? Can you tell a lot? Yeah. But, yeah. Yes, but that's uh, that's only I think only because I stick to sales recruiting and I can, you know, with with the proper question mm-hmm. and I can figure out the truth. Um, what do you mean? So it, I'm 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 not doing you know tech recruiting and and if somebody lied to me about the type of software development they do, I would believe them. Okay, so what you're doing on the content of what they say. You say, this doesn't make sense from what I know about sales, okay? It's not a matter of their behavior, like the way their voice changes or something like that, right? Yep. yep. Okay. A- Alan, can you t- spot yep. a liar? 
uh, what if a telecom lying if, if we can blend lying and BS yeah I think it's I think yeah, it's a bunch BS of stuff it's not lying. okay is it not, the way they yeah. their voice the voice way the voice changes or the way they hesitate or is it in the, just like Michael G Cox said in the content that they're telling you it doesn't make any sense it's a combination it's interesting. I think BS comes there's more BS than lying I think yeah I would agree I encounter right what's the yeah. difference but but there's also there's also the group of people who are highly convinced that what they think is correct. So they, yes. they, they don't believe that they're lying. They're just yes. terribly misinformed, and they're committed example, to it. So you, example, would, you wouldn't detect that they're that's lying. That's a great point. No, so that's not lying, Jerry. That's they're, that's they're, they're making a mistake. That's, that's something different. Right. Okay. No, they're, delu- they're delusional. Right. Yeah, well, that's the big yeah, difference. Yeah, they're not lying, okay? They, they, they tell you the sky's purple and it isn't. Right. I mean, I might be delusional, yeah, but I'm not lying. Asking for, and that's why when it comes to the compensation, where they think, all right, let's say they're making 100 but they should, they really feel they should be making 200 and here's why. And after a while, you realize, holy shit, this person's for real. They really believe that they should be, you know, you know, director level, 200 plus bonus, and they, 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 they can't. They're nowhere near that. And to your point, yeah, it's kind of delusional. And you, and you You've had candidates like that? You've can, all the time. You had candidates that... all the time. All the time. Really? Their 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 self worth is so inflated. They have visions of grandeur. They really feel in their heart of heart they should be at a certain salary level, a certain corporate band, and and you know and you kind of dig and dig and you try to feel are they you know are they just bullshitting are they just trying to you know they just get the most but then you realize oh they really believe it they really believe their own hype and that that's how, kind how of how do you handle that how do you handle it how do you handle well, it you know you know what I'll what I'll really do is kind of keep pushing to see is it just the usual hey I'm making X and I want you know twenty percent more than X or thirty percent more of X or you know is it negotiating and bargaining or after sometimes, and this is the rare. To be fair, this is very rare. When you find out, no, they're just completely off the charts. They just a really minute ago, you it. said all the time. Okay, were you lying? I don't uh, think you were lying. You were just excited. I was BS. Okay, yeah, you know, I'm exaggerating. I'm trying to make it interesting. Okay. So, so you just ditch those nuts, right? Those uh, Gen Z and millennials who have, you know, they got it's, prizes it's whenever a, they lost not, a race. Everybody. Animal, it's really across the board. I, I wouldn't even say it's one group. It was a joke. Really you know what? This, this used to be a funny show, okay? <laughs> we used to make jokes here. Maybe they're not allowed anymore, okay? Let me do my final ad for the show. I'm very, I, I feel so bad that I've left it so late. It's Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Honeit is phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help your hiring managers hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard when you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice. Man, that delivers a ton of info that you just can't get from a resume or, or a dry report. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of the sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I. T.com. It converts the whole conversation into a transcript as well. Back to Jackie. Jackie Kelly. What's new? Okay. Actually, can I tell you? Actually, that's what I was a kid. That's what I was called. It's a great Jackie. name, Jackie. Yeah, okay. Jackie. In fact, my uncle called me just the other day and first thing, Jackie, how are you? And it's, it's, <laughs> it's weird. It brings you right back to childhood. It's so bizarre. 
Okay. Let me see. You know what? You and I were chatting the other day about English majors being really hot properties. And uh, famous, uh, what's his name, Josh Burson? What's the guy's name? Is it is it Burson? Nobody Burson? knows? Okay. I don't know. The famous HR consultant, okay? Burson? And, and he, what's his, whatever his name is, okay, it doesn't yeah. matter. But maybe it's better we don't say it. Okay, he says that English majors aged 25 to 29 had a lower unemployment rate in 2017 than math and computer science majors. Uh, you know, after about 10 years at work, they they make the same as STEM majors, you know, the engineering guys and stuff like that. And he, you know, he posted this article on um, Twitter that says, you know, storytelling is very important in business, and that's why English majors are, uh, you know, very important. It's a, English is a great t- subject to take. That's so much BS in my opinion, and I took English, okay? So anybody else, first Jack Kelly, got an opinion on that? Don't believe, don't, don't, I don't believe him at all. I mean, do you need to know how to write well? Yes. Do you, need to, can, do you need to communicate well with people? Absolutely. But in terms of saying, hey, having a vague liberal arts background, and particularly if you get involved with very niche kind of majors, you know, you know fill-in-the-blank kind of studies, Come on, that can't compete with somebody who has an accounting degree, who's a coder, who's an engineer. They're going to yeah. be out big time. Totally ridiculous. Who said that again, Animal? What's that guy, Josh? What's his name? Burson. I think his name's Burson. Josh Burson. It's Burson by Deloitte yeah. or Deloitte by Burson or something. Yeah, it's, that's it. They pu- they just publish a whole bunch of different articles about stuff trying to get a point across. But any study, well, that's I, I, for- I forget who said it in our groups, but, you know, tell, I can bend statistics to say anything I want. Oh, no, he is personally very passionate about this, okay? He posted it, and he said this is, you know, a topic that's close to my heart or something like that. I, I, can, I, I retweeted it, so, yeah. so I would be able to find it. Hmm. Well, I, I know one English major. I'm talking with, with a bachelor's degree in English. Absolutely yeah. has never used their college degree for anything. Yeah, but Jerry, it was, a, yeah. it, was a, it was an absolute waste of a hundred thousand bucks. But okay, here, here, here's that, what he says. Here's what he says. Great article about a topic I'm very big on: hybrid capabilities. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and he's he like he regrets the fact that that, that English students they're not they're not taking they're, they're the the enrollment in English courses, uh, English literature majors at, at universities down twenty five percent. They, they're not as stupid as – that means they're not as stupid as you might think they are. Okay, next question okay, before the show's over. William Tincup, famous Ph.D., okay, uh, HR guru, he says there's no question about it. There's only one uh, most important recruiting metric. Jack Kelly, do you know what it is? I don't know what he'll say, but I'll say the only thing is placing people. Uh, I guess he's thinking from a corporate point of view. Uh, Checks that corporate clear. point of view. Yeah. Does anybody else want to guess what it is? No, it's retention. Time to it's fill. retention. It's retention. retention. <laughs> it's it's retention. If you are a recruiter and you bring in people who don't stick with the company once they get hired, that's the key sign that you've got a recruiting problem or you're not yeah. doing a good job. I'll disagree with that, Adam. Because over yeah, time, he's way wrong. 
It's, yeah. it's you got to place the people. Let's get, let's get the person placed. That's that's the key. Because you place the person, you're a winner, and the client loves you, the hiring manager loves you, everything. The candidate loves you. Everything's great. And if you don't place them, you're a loser. The hiring manager hates you. The candidate hates you. Everyone hates you. So you got to place the person. And then once they're there for a while, a lot of it's out of your hands. You know, it's it's what's going on with the company. Yeah, you know, recruiters have yep. nothing to do with retention. Yeah. Was, was Tim Cup talking about recruiting or just talking about an overall? company's hr metrics I recruiting mean, the, the 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 number one recruiting metric is retention nah, he's like crazy. quality he's of hiring he's wrong. wrong he's wrong because Tell if i place somebody right resoundingly it's wrong full of it. think of it if i place a person right great great placement right he's work he's working in abc widget company and abc widget company is going through some financial troubles and they have to downside him that has nothing to do with my recruiting that's that's a firm problem you know that that's not me. At the same time, you know, hold on. That's a yeah. different situation where the company has a big layoff. What 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 what's so relevant here example. is if the candidate can leaves or is dismissed. Can I say no, that, that has nothing to do with recruiting? Animal, I yeah. want to clarify that using retention as as a way to evaluate an individual recruiter. Is absolutely wrong. Now, using retention to evaluate a company's recruiting is 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 is, is more realistic. Right. You know, because that means right now because the company right because the company's doing the interviewing and how are they do, interviewing do you see and the what, how are they animal? selecting it. So, yeah. so it's really up to the company to make the right choices. Particularly if you're hiring somebody who is going for me. The right. average interview because length is three to six months, meeting like six to ten different people. And if they can't find the right person and keep the right person, they got a problem on their side. How can yeah, you yeah. six, so ten people make the bad decision, you know? Yeah, it's a company's recruiting metric, but it is not an individual recruiter's metric. Hate to get too heavy and philosophical with the animal, but that is what I just said is a fact. Jerry, we have to move it on. Morning. Yeah, I'm moving People can on. People call okay. me for clarification if they want. Okay, that. hold on. Okay, uh, Jack, <laughs> two questions. An hour. There two, two questions linked, okay? Uh, what about this claim you hear all the time that people leave jobs primarily, like 75% of the time, because of bad bosses? Do you believe that? Is that what you no, encountered? Not 75, not 75%. Not 75%. I would say is that – a certain percentage, yeah, but there's so many others. It's pay. No, no, don't it's say a certain challenge. percentage on this show, okay? You Wait, should know already. That's too vague, okay? Just seven, agree right, so okay, we can seven, move on. Seven and seven and a half percent is the boss, and then, and then six point three percent is the compensation. Four point two percent is they're looking for another challenge, and so on. So there's 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 a whole array of different reasons why someone's going to leave, and a boss is one of them. It could be a big one if you get a boss who's a complete horror show. Sure, that's going to be Disagree. a big factor. Okay. We're not talking about so one much boss. More. We're talking across the board. So it sounds like though no, it's not a real big factor in your experience. People aren't leaving primarily because of bad men. Managers. That's what I'm hearing from you. It's a shame yes. that I have to decode it, okay? But that's what I have to do with these people, okay? Well, see, the thing was, if if that – I can't remember. I copied this from somebody else. It might have been Rich. I, I don't know. But if the idea is there's so many bad bosses, if you're sending out a cold recruiting email, your subject could be, are you tired of working for an asshole? And then in the body <laughs> – 
Call me. I think it what came that? from Rich. I'm not sure. I can check it. But does that Rich make is... sense to you? Is that does that make sense to you? Are you tired of working for an asshole? Do you think that would be uh, get some attention in your your email, Jack? I. I... I personally wouldn't write an email like that and say, are you tired of working for an asshole? Because, I don't know, it's not, it's not the kind of brand I want to come across. Well, there's that book, No Asshole Rule. You, and then also, I don't know how you sell someone on that, too, because you're just saying, hey, you want to not work for an asshole, but, like, what are you offering for them to work for? You know what I mean? I'd rather, you know, give them the opportunity, hey, here's, here's why I think you're right for this job, as opposed to just get away from an asshole. You know, here's where you're going to, and why your life is going to be better, why you're going to make more money, why you can improve your career. You know, I, I, yeah. I like going more that line, instead of bashing people, you know? Yeah, you don't want to go around calling everybody's boss an asshole. Okay, yeah. wouldn't that, though, I'm it would, sure. that would be... Well, if you call someone an asshole, then they're going to think, I'm going to call that person an asshole themselves. But, you know what I mean? So but then again, if, right. if, do. but if the goal is to get the email opened, that meets the goal. Yeah. And then you can put the yes. Alan and I agree. I mean, it's hilarious. You wouldn't send. You wouldn't say that. Yeah. I don't I know you. Say, but no, I, I, I wouldn't I say asshole. But I. But there are other headlines where. Here, I had a great headline well, that got now huge you're changing track. the subject, uh, Alan. I'm not changing it's, it's the subject. Not, it's not what would you say about somebody's boss to get him to open the email. It's this is the subject line. Are you tired okay. of working for an asshole? Well, you can't okay. change the subject. Maybe I'd yes, put it in a thesaurus. What, tell us what you're going to say. I want to hear. Hey, by the I way, really, Alan. Me, no, one of my best ones was, by the way, open up Rich Rosen. He's, 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 he's IMing me. But one of the best opening lines I ever had was, consider, a, da, 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 consider us Red Bull for your career. And we got massive responses from that one. And in the body, it was – so we came from the perspective of here's something you can relate to, uh, and it worked. Okay, well, Red Bull and calling someone an asshole, now. they're two different. Rich is open. Rich, yeah, did that come yeah, from you? So, yeah, no, that Rich, totally came from free me. Free porn in there. Yeah. <laughs> free porn. <laughs> that would get you to open it, wouldn't it? You know? <laughs> the, uh, no, that, totally, that, that line totally came from me, and it totally worked because in that particular case, the guy, the VP of sales was a well-known asshole. I mean, there's really no other question. So, I mean, I sent that to 25 people. I got 22 responses, all positive, including wow, including nice. a, a, the RVP who wanted me to go meet him for drinks. It totally, it, it, it's knowing your audience. You got to know. Yeah, that. There, guy, there, there it is. That there you go. An asshole that I guess that guy really was an asshole. The, the, I mean, literally, the guy. Unfortunately, the guy got fired two weeks later for being an asshole. Actually, so they were running their for a while. But okay, but so that changes everything. You knew who the guy was. Okay, but, yeah. you know, last question. We're right at the end, but since Rich is here, uh, he told oh. Ben Nader the same thing that uh, that I mentioned it before that uh, Jack did about um, not manipulating your personality to to suit whoever you're talking to. We talk to so many people, and, and all these sales books are saying mere how the other person talks. They talk slow, you talk slow. They talk fast, you talk fast. Uh, you know, if, uh, and, and, and try to change your personality according to what personality type they are. Uh, Jack says, hey, that's too much work for me. I just want to be me. And Rich agrees you endorse that, right? Am I right about that? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to adjust to a degree, but you, the core of your – personality and how you work and sell has to be you. You can't 
you know, be. What do you mean adjust to a degree? Now you say it's so hard so, to so, understand you okay. guys. Okay, well, what no, does no, that like, mean? Adam, well, it's like you, I said before. You got you. You, you <laughs> don't. You know, it's like for instance, if you're talking, like we said before, if I'm a fast talking New Yorker, I might dial it back if I'm speaking so exactly. in, in, in the Midwest. It's just be, and that's just courtesy. That's just respect. Exactly. But then you, you know, also bring them there. to your your speed of things. Oh, all right. Well, well, sometimes you ask these here. questions. You ask these questions, and then and yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like Rich, I saw you. Who, with the, I saw who you could like, actually change their personality? Yeah. No, nobody. It tells you. All those books I tell you pass. that's exactly what you should be doing. No, There's a no, they're not going to change your personality. They might, <laughs> they might say change. They might say adapt your initial conversation flow and style, and that's only uh, smart to do. Yeah, exactly. But change your personality. Like you're saying that you could maybe be like a cool, mellow, smooth guy. Just yeah, try it. I bet no way you could. No way. Well, I'll tell you. couldn't pull tell that you off for a million dollars. I, I don't believe. I don't believe that Rich Rosen could talk any slower. And uh, talk about fast talking New Yorker. He talks ten times That's faster true. than Jack is from Boston. <laughs> that may yeah. be true. That, that, that may, I, I'm, I'm literally, I have a, a note on my monitor to talk slow. So it's, uh, it, but I talk to sales guys. Sales guys, you got 10 seconds to get it out, more so than an accountant or an engineer. So you got to yeah. talk fast. You got to get your point across, and that's well, just what you do. Well, okay. everyone, I have Jack, to run. I have to cut out a little bit early. May the Lord you know, bless. That's 1 o'clock. I'm going to give Jack the last word. Thank you, Jerry. Jack, last Be words blessed. from you. Jack, any last words? Hey, no, no, I'm good. Hey, I really appreciate it. this. This is this is fun. No, you'll come I, back I, I like, too. Come back. You'll come back in a few yeah. months, early in the new year. Yeah. Let's talk something? about oh, what's 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 it, is it? We spell it for everybody. We cruder. W e c r u i t r. But I put I got the e. I got the e for you guys. But it's a dot i o. So I got recruiter dot i o, which has an e in it. So hopefully, hopefully that okay. makes it a little I, easier. Okay, I'd go for that over. So yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm but anyway, close. so people <laughs> recruiters can sign up there for free. Yes. They can sign up for free. Absolutely. It's a directory. Uh, yeah, I would Check love it out, everybody. Help. Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. That would be awesome. Okay, I want to thank Jerry. I want to thank Alan Floor. I want to thank Michael G. Cox, Kathy Manis. She didn't complain about me today. And finally, uh, for our closer, <laughs> Rich Rosen. Hey, everybody, thank you. The- <laughs>
Can you hear me? 